Welcome in everyone to episode 22 of Up and Down, a Disc Golf Analytics podcast. I'm Jesse, joined as usual by Joey. Hello. We're the nerds who run this thing, and on this episode, we've got another special feature episode. No guests this week, unfortunately, but we will be breaking down Owen Scoggins' 2022 season, and specifically where her putting performance this year ranks all time. But first, Joey, how you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Feeling good being back on the mic with you. It's been a little bit of a break as the season ended. We took some time off, but really happy to be back doing this, and I can't think of a, a cooler uh, special feature episode to jump w- right in. I think this is a stat, a stat episode that everybody knew was coming from us. Yeah, totally agree. Obviously, we did the Andrew Marweed one, and a lot of people have checked out that episode, so thank you to those people. And if you haven't, certainly go check it out. When we did that one, we knew that we had to talk about Owen Scoggins. Obviously, we had to dig into the data and see just how good of a season it was. And while I'm not thrilled that it took us this long to get to it. I I am glad that we're sitting down and doing it because there was some pretty cool stuff that she did this season, uh, in my opinion, at least on par with with what Marwi did. So it's definitely something that we need to bring to light. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, how are you? Not too bad. Haven't been playing a ton of disc golf, but I did play today and it definitely showed that I was a little rusty. I was telling you before we hopped on the mic that my C1 putting percentage today was 23 percent so i do want to reinforce that i am a 900 rated disc golfer you would not have known it today uh (laughs) still shot under par actually to give you an idea of oh uh, how not difficult these courses are around here that t to green game though oh i I think i hit like 14 uh, circle ones in regulation or something wow and just couldn't make a putt i had 13 c1x attempts so okay that gives you a good idea of uh yeah how many still shoot under par yeah 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 so yeah i haven't been playing as much as i would like the biggest reason for that is a little game called breath of the wild yeah and uh you know anyone who's listening who's played it i'm sure can attest to how great it is it yeah it's a game that consumes a lot of time that's first and yeah foremost. It, it's definitely one that you can put as much into as you want to get out and it'll keep giving you giving back you know there's there's really always going to be more stones to unturn in that game yes there are so uh it was a blast obviously uh if you haven't checked it out certainly a recommendation for sure yeah, it's been tough trying to play on this side of the country too. Um, Maple Hills actually closed down for the season because they're selling Christmas trees, um, so that's pretty cool. My my brother was able to get over there and and get his Maple Hill Christmas tree, and he said they they basically just let you go cut down whatever one you wanted. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he thought about it and tried to pick a tree that he thought might be in his way when he was playing. Yeah, exactly. Hole. That's a nice chance to get some revenge, you know. Yeah, I, I figured, you know, they would have, like, picked a hole and, like, taken all the trees down on that hole that year, but I, I was surprised to hear they just kind of let you do whatever. I do have a lot of respect that, you know, first and foremost, it is a Christmas tree farm, so I, I think that's cool that they still, they're not picky with uh, letting their customers pick what tree they want, you know? No, it, it was really cool, so. Cool. Well, Let's jump right in here, Joe. So again, this is Own Scoggins 2022 season in review with a focus on the putting, but we'll talk about 
all of her season stats to get us started here. So, yeah. looking at the season top down, she played 18 events this year, all of which were DGPT events, and she also played in the DGPT Championships, where she finished second. So certainly a good season and a lot of events to break down. So as we're looking at these numbers, circle one percentage, circle two percentage, things like that, there are a lot of attempts. And the seasons that we will compare this season to, for the most part, do not have quite as many attempts, uh, especially the further and further back you go, right? So just something to keep in mind here. For example, Owen Scoggins, 592 C1X putting attempts this year, which yeah, that's a is, lot. it's far more than uh, any other season I looked at from the past going back to 2016. So just something to keep in mind. Uh, a, a high number, excluding Owens 592, a high number would be like 450. You know, there weren't a whole lot of seasons where I saw more than 450 attempts. Just to give you an idea of how many attempts there really were. Yeah, and, and as far as talking about, you know, putting percentages and things like that, that's almost always a good thing, right? It, it makes you feel a lot more confident about the numbers you're talking about. And, you know, if, if two players shot the same percentage and one player had more attempts, I'm always going to say that that player had the better putting performance. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's something that we'll really have to reinforce as we get to talking about Owen's Circle 2 putting performance compared to past seasons because there were a lot of seasons uh, looking back to like 2016, 2017, where even Paige Pierce in 2017 only attempted 160 Circle 2 putts and Owen attempted twice as many as that this year. So sure. Just something to keep in mind. Sticking to the putting stats, just looking at how Owen did in 2022 compared to the field, of course, first in Circle 1X putting percentage and and first in Circle 2 putting percentage, that's kind of the whole motivation to do this episode in the first place, right? So I'm not worried about that big spoiler alert. Uh, that is really the crux of why we're even doing this. Her C1X putting percentage, 83.78. So just a hair under 84%. That's 496 for 592. And then first in circle two percentage, 327 attempts, 100 makes for a percentage of 30.58. Compared to the MPO, which obviously is a much bigger field, her circle two putting percentage would rank 16th. And again, that number was 30.58. She would be right behind Drew Gibson, who had only six more attempts than Owen had. So actually their attempts and makes both are very, very similar. So just to give you an idea, and obviously 16th and MPO percentile wise is much higher than 16th would be in the FPO, right? Obviously the MPO right, field right. a lot bigger. So 16th in the MPO, like absolutely I mean, a phenomenal season. Let's, Drew Gibson is one of the best circle two putters. Let's just name a few names that she outputted in circle two. Calvin Heimberg, Greg Barsby. I got Ricky on here. I got Kyle Ooh. Klein, Brody Smith. I mean, yeah, these are, and, 
Adam Hammis? Brody's one of the better circle two putters. So yeah, these are some. These Adam Hammis too. Oh man. Yeah, some some of the best circle two putters. <laughs> yeah. And... So I actually saw a graphic today on Facebook that I think was put out by the DGPT. Uh, not a graphic, just a a stat statement, if you will, saying that Owen Scoggins' circle two putting percentage this year was better than Paul McBeth's. But the percentage numbers that they gave for own were higher than what I saw on New Disc Live by a little okay. bit, by like somewhere between half a percent and one percent. Um, I think they quoted her at like thirty one point six, and I have her at thirty point six. Was it so something maybe where it was couple... like only elite series and majors, or or something, some yeah, qualifier like that? There's got to be. I don't think they stated what it would have been. Sure. It's also possible that they included like the match play event or something that I didn't include. Yeah. Sure. Um, so who knows? But obviously, they still have roughly the same number that I had, and uh, the number they had for Paul was like zero point three percentage points lower. Okay. And I'm sure that stat had all the same caveats and. I mean, you know, the take whatever. the takeaway is they were like pretty much right on top of each other as far as their circle two putting stat this year. Yeah, absolutely. Which is extremely impressive for both of them, but particularly for Owen. Obviously, yeah. Uh, and putting is not the only thing that Owen was able to do better than everyone else this year, actually. Uh, I was a little bit surprised at this, but looking at her season stats, she actually also ranked first in scramble rate. Yeah. Coming in just under 50% at 49.12%. 228 scramble attempts and making 112 of them. Yeah, it's it's something we've talked about before where there's there's a really strong relationship between your your putting percentages and your scramble percentage, but it you know, it still takes scrambling and it it underscores a lot about the type of game that she plays, you know, where maybe she's not a absolute elite tee to green player. But she gets up and down even when she's out of position, and she gets it in when she needs to, right? And, I mean, even her birdie percentage is eighth on tour this year, right? And that's that's really high considering that most of her tee to green stats are in the 20 to 30s. Right, exactly. And this is not an uncommon thing, right? We said before, talking about players like Gannon Burr and Ricky Wysocki, that players who typically rank high in scramble rate are very good putters typically from circle one and circle two. And Owen obviously is the epitome of that in the FPO, right? So right. should not have been that surprising to see her first in scramble rate. I guess when I just went into the stats, I didn't expect her to be first in really anything except the putting percentages. But it does make sense that scramble rate would come along with that. Yeah. Like you said, eighth in birdie rate, which was something I noted as well at 27.44%. And I believe she is still ranked the sixth best FBO player in the world. Fifth, according to Udisc Live. So top yeah. five. So obviously just an incredible season. I, I don't know that going into this season, most people would have had her ranked that high. So obviously she no. uh, proved a lot to the world and the putting was obviously the biggest thing. A huge part of it. I mean... Top four in DGPT standings at the end, right? The point standings got the bye into the semifinals at the Tour Championships. So, I mean, that's a big deal. I do have a 
couple notes on some interesting things that happened during Owen's season. One of the things that we really made a big deal about talking about Andrew Marweed's season was his longest C1X putting streak because it was just a ridiculous 93 in a row, which is just impossible to fathom. Okay. Um, for comparison, because obviously I'm going to ask you to guess Owen Scoggins' longest C1X putting streak. Uh, what I want you to have to be thinking about as you guess what her streak would be is that where her putting percentage is roughly 84% and Marweed's was like 92%. Yep. The other way to look at that is Marweed's miss percentage was 8% and Owen's was 16, right? Sure. So she's, her miss percentage is about twice as high. Okay. So with Marweed at 93 and knowing that her miss percentage was about twice as high, do you have a guess as to what Owen's C1X longest putting streak of the year was? Well, I mean, we could do the the add up the statistics thing, but I, I'll just go with the quick guess and say it's probably about half, which would be like 46. Okay. So <laughs> I'll take you from the beginning of the season to the end. So pretty early in the season, I think at like Waco or Champions Cup or something, she had a couple streaks of 18 and 17. Okay. And she got between like 15 and 17 multiple times going into the middle of the season. She then tied her 18 mark and then she got a streak of 19 for the new her new best on the season. And then finally at GMC, she put together a streak of 23. Nice. And that would be her longest. However, her last 19 C1X putts of the year were all makes. So she ended the year on a streak of 19 She's got as an well. active streak. Of 19, yep. All right. So she got her last two at Maple Hill. I believe it was, and then she went 17 for 17 at the Tour Championship. Obviously yep. a good time to do that. So yeah, like you said, riding a streak of 19, which matched her second longest of the year, and we'll see how far she can take it going into uh, 2023, which could be tough because I, I'm guessing her first event's going to be Vegas. It's always super windy and really hard to putt there. That was one of her hardest or one of her worst putting performances of this year was at LVC. So I'm hoping she'll get past 23, but uh, we'll not be surprised if she doesn't because it does tend to be kind of hard to putt there. Yeah. All right. Another cool little thing that happened here as I was scrolling through all of her rounds this year, OTB Open round three. She had a round, the, the final round, round three, where of the 18 holes that she played, she tapped in from inside the 11-foot circle on 16 of 18 holes, meaning that she only really had two putting attempts from circle one and circle two combined in that entire round. Uh -huh. they, they were both makes. One was 27 feet and one was 60 feet. What? So, <laughs> so you have this round where presumably she's probably really cold putting because right. she just has right. not attempted basically any putts this entire round just steps up and bangs a 60 footer 
and a 27 footer because why not so her average putt distance that round not including tap-ins was 45 feet or something yeah which i have to imagine is the best on the season probably Uh, obviously have not done that analysis but yeah average putt make distance of 45 feet pretty cool pretty cool Another cool little thing talking about Onskoggin's making putts. So at Ledgestone, the final seven holes of the entire tournament, she made putts on the final seven holes. Their distances were 38, 38, 27, 27, 38, 16, 38. Whoa. Yeah. So talk about just That's being a heater. on yeah. fire can't miss uh four circle two putts two deep circle one putts and then one pretty standard c1x putt so pretty good way to finish out a tournament if i do say so myself yeah but you wish you did that today oh god no kidding i would have shot like 12 under if i did that all right the question that we alluded to that we'd be answering and the question everyone wants to know is joe Is this the greatest putting season in DGPT FPO history? Or even just, not just FPO, just DGPT history, why not? Sure. And so what we're going to do, we're going to look at this from two perspectives, right? There's, is it the best C1X putting season of all time? And there's, is this the best Circle 2 putting season of all time? And then we'll take our answers from those two things and decide where this stands as a overall putting season of all time. The big caveat here is while we are saying, we are phrasing the question as, is this the best putting season in DGPT history? We are not just looking at DGPT events. It is every event that you play that is logged in UDisc Live in seasons that are in the DGPT era, right? So 2016 and forward. So the later you go, 2022 most recently and, and less so in 2021, but still much more so compared to seasons like 2016. Uh, In 2022, every event that Owen played was a DGPT event. Excluding, I think the DGPT championships doesn't maybe doesn't count as a DGPT event, as weird as that might sound. Um, yeah, I think technically it's not a sanctioned event. Yeah, in the same way that like the MLB playoffs do not affect your regular season stats. Right, right? It's, like, it's sort of an all-star sort of thing. Kind yeah, of, you know. yeah, yeah. Um. So as you go further back, like 2016, 2017, a lot of events that these players are playing are not necessarily DGPT events. And in those seasons, we are just looking at all of the events that they're playing because that's really the only way that we can get enough attempts out of those seasons to like really make them worthwhile to talk about. So that's why we have to do that uh, in case anyone argues that we're not looking at a true DGPT, whatever. So just to get that out of the way. All right. Is this the best C1X putting season all time in DGPT history? So the first way to look at this 
is, is it the highest C1X percentage all time? That's a very objective way to look at it. And if you're just looking at it that way, this would be the second best C1X putting season of all time. As a reminder, 2022 Owen Scoggins was 83.78%. The only season that bested that was Owen Scoggins from last year, 2021, where she only beat it by 0.18 percentage points. So we're talking 83.96% compared to 83.78%. If you go the next level deeper and look at the number of attempts that Owen had in those two seasons, last year she had 455 attempts compared to this year's 592 so you and I both talked about it before we hopped on the mic, but being able to maintain basically the same putting percentage over about 20%, 20 to 25% more attempts would lead both you and I to say that this is probably the best C1X putting season of all time. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I, I think I do. And, you know, if you look at sort of the precision of those numbers, you know, one putt is about 0.2 percentage points. So if she had just happened to have one more attempt, you know what I mean, in one year, it would it would push it or it could push it the one way or the other. So you know it's 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 tough to be super definitive and say like this was definitely better. But I think it's very easy to say it is at least as good and to hold it with substantially more attempts for me pushes it toward it was better than last year. Yep, I completely agree. So as far as asking, is this the best C1X season of all time? That's really the only question that you have to answer for yourself. I think, do you just look at the highest C1X percentage of all time or do you factor in the attempts? Um, both you and I like to take into account the attempts, especially where her attempt number this year was so much higher. We're not talking about 3% more attempts, right? It's like 20 to 25% more attempts right? and being able to maintain that percentage. So that's what puts it over at the edge for me. What is really interesting though, and in looking at these numbers is that going through every season that's recorded since 2016 in Udisc Live, there are only seven seasons in which an FPO player exceeded 80%. And we're talking about Owen having back-to-back -back seasons where she's basically at 84%. Right. Which is a, a big gap. You know, there's not people that are, like, right up against her. Like, like you said, you know, there's only been seven ever. Nobody else did it this year. Yeah, the closest was Valerie Mondahano. At 79%, so very, very close. And here's the other interesting part about this. Seven seasons uh, in the FPO since 2016, exceeding 80%, and all of them are from 2022, 2021, or 2020. None of them are earlier than 2020. So and FPO I think... is getting better at Circle 2 putting. Right, and... At circle one. And Sorry, yeah. If you just look at 2016, 17, 18, and 19, the highest circle one X percentage 
in a season was like 74%. Like there was nothing even that Not even close, close to 80. Yeah. And then 2020 happens. You have Owen Scoggins at 82.66. So again, that's only 1% lower than what she did this year. And you had Heather Young in 2020 getting just under 81%. So both of those players just completely obliterated this like mythical 75% ceiling that had existed from 2016 to 2019. And then you get into 2021, both Owen Scoggins and Heather Young do it again. And this time they both eclipsed 83%. So Owen had her 83.96. That's the highest percent of all time. And it was with 455 attempts. And you had Heather Young at 83.6% with just under 500 attempts. And in addition to those two, you had Sarah Gilpin at 81.5% and Alexis Mondahano at uh, 80... I didn't write it down for some reason. It was like just over 80 percent yeah in in 2021 it was 81 i don't have the decimal but yeah yeah well i'll do it really quick here because i have the makes and the attempts i just didn't convert it to a percentage for whatever reason but yeah you had four players do it in 2021 and then this year own at 83.8 roughly and then val was very close at 79 but did not quite get over that threshold so like you said i mean the putting numbers across the field are going up substantially but at the same time there are a lot of the same names like of those seven seasons that are over 80 percent three of them are own scoggins and two of them are heather young right and then Last year, Sarah Gilpin and Alexis Mondahano enter the mix. Valerie this season was very close. And Alexis also was pretty close. She was at 77. So, yes, I do think we're trending in the right direction. But it would be nice to have more diversity of the names in here as well. Yeah, it's it's definitely starting to get familiar to see, you know, own Heather Young and now Alexis and Valerie. It's It's really not a surprise. Yeah, Alexis's number last year was 80.86. Okay. So there you go. And maybe you caught this while we were just going through the seasons and uh, the putting percentages, but Owen's last three seasons, 2022, 2021, and 2020, have all been in the top four C1X percentages in the DGPT era. <laughs> She has three of the best four. <laughs> yeah, and they're all in the last three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so just just to put that in perspective. Not a fluke. No, absolutely not. All right, so can we put our official stamp on it, Joe? We, the Up and Down podcast, are declaring Owens Goggins 2022 C1X season the best of all time. Yes, from me. Yes, from me. All right, that settles it. So... Moving on to circle two of all time. This one is really interesting because there's much less of an argument for what the best circle two putting season is of all time, but there's much more to just like gush about and nerd out about because 
Owen's 2022 Circle 2 season was so obviously the best Circle 2 putting season of all time that it's like hard to even wrap your head around. So I'll just give you the numbers, okay? So I already said Owen's Circle 2 putting percentage this year was 30.6%. 327 attempts, 100 makes. Just call it 30%. It is rounding down a little bit, but just call it 30%. Excluding Owen Scoggins' 2022 season at 30%. The best circle two putting percentage from 2016 to 2022, just not including Owen, but including everyone else's 2022 season. The best percentage was 22.5%. It's, it's not even close. Like, like and it gets fifty percent more putts, and it gets weird. So, that twenty-two and a half percent number was from twenty twenty-two, and it was a player who had only eighty attempts compared to owns three hundred twenty plus. Right, so it's sure a quarter of the attempts, and. It was Ellie Bryant. So of her 80 attempts, she made 18 of them, which is obviously very good. Um, But 80 attempts is not a lot, right? No, just four events. Right. So if we expand the threshold to, say, 81 attempts. Yeah, sure. Okay, or just even 100. Minimum 100, yeah. Now the best circle two putting percentage of all time is 20.96. So uh, 21%. Call it 21%. That was in 2017. It was Paige Pierce. And she had 167 attempts. So roughly half of Owen Scoggins' attempts. Where Owen made about... Or her percentage was about 50% higher. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was also a season in 2016 that belonged to Des Redding, where her percentage was 22.4, but she only had 58 attempts. And then in 2022, also Heather Young only played four events, but in those four events, her percentage was just a sliver over 21%, going 12 for 57 so there's this whole cluster of people. but Okay, so we have three seasons that exceeded 22%. Both of those had 80 or fewer attempts, but there were two seasons at 22%. Heather Young, this season in her four events at 21%, is the only one that's at 27 But then there are four seasons that are exactly between 20% and 21%. Okay. Three of them are Paige Pierce. 2017, yeah, 2017, 2018, 2019, so three years in a row, her percentage was 20.96, 20.06, and 20.67. She's and really her, stuck right in that range, ex- huh? Yes, she's extremely consistent, and her attempts in those seasons were a little bit less consistent, but... 167, 314, and 358. 
I mean, those and are, that's a good amount of attempts. It is. It, it's a very healthy amount of attempts. It's definitely like looking at all the best circle two putting percentages, excluding owns. It's definitely the most attempts within like the top 10 seasons of all time. Okay. Um, so you have 358 and 314, both for Page. And then you have also Page in 2020, uh, t- 217 attempts, but she was only at 19.82%. So she just needed to make one more, and she would have got four consecutive years at 20%, but didn't quite do it. So... Yeah, let's let's shine the light on Paige Pierce here for a second. So 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, four consecutive years, she gets 20.06, 20.67, 20.96, and then 19.82. So just call it 20%. Yep. That's basically four seasons at 20%, which prior to 2022, all four of those seasons were in the top six all time okay that makes sense yeah the only two that beat her uh or at least like we're in the same uh range were des redding at 22.4 where she only had 58 attempts yep and 2020 Haley king who got 20.45 percent with 176 attempts okay so not too bad. Again, it is like half of what Owen had this year. Um, but really compared to a lot of these seasons that we're looking at, that is a very reasonable number of attempts. And then, like I said, Owen Scoggins, 30.6% with twice as many attempts as anyone else. Off the charts, you know, if, if we wanted to talk about standard deviations and those sorts of things, it, it's sort of the stats break down because there's just nobody even close to it. Yeah. So as far as this being the best circle two putting season of all time, it like so, so obviously is, but I do want to take a second just to come up with as many different ways as possible to illustrate how epic this season really was because no one's really talking about this. I did see the post earlier today from the DGPT that mentioned that her percentage was higher than Macbeth's. Yep. And that's cool and everything. Um, but it really is a lot more than that, just what this season really was. So I've come up with quite a few different ways to to illustrate just how crazy this season really was, okay? So a lot of this, you may have already figured out just from reading all those numbers from all those different seasons, but I'll reiterate some of this again. So aside from own in 2022, an FPO player has putted better than 20% with more than 80 attempts only four times. Okay. Four times has someone attempted more than 80 putts and hit more than 20% of them. Three of those were Paige Pierce, like we said. And then again, she had that fourth season that was 19.8, which is basically 20. Right. Haley King has the other. And none of those four attempts, while they were all greater than 20%, none of them were greater than 21%. (laughs) 
So there's just like this ceiling at 21% that we had five different instances of players getting really, really close to 21% and they just couldn't do it. And then Owen has now set the ceiling at 30%. This is huge chasm. Right. Nobody's ever shot between 21 and 30%. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, with more than 80 attempts. Right. 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 Yeah. It, it has never been done, <laughs> which is a really weird thing to think about. Um, prior to Owen's 30.6%, the previous best circle two percentage with a minimum of 100 attempts was 20.96. And that was from 2017 Paige Pierce. You kind of said this earlier, uh, Owen's percentage was 46% higher than that season. Yep. 46% higher. It's it's one of those things that like I know the words that are coming out of my mouth, but it, I it's have hard to like to believe that. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, am I interpreting that sentence as I'm supposed to? Right? Like, I don't know. It it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um. So this is my favorite stat. I I think this is possibly my favorite stat that I've seen all year. Ooh. Just to give you an idea of like how mind-boggling this is. Yep. And I'm going to turn it into the guess the stat for this episode. Oh, all right. I love it. So, Own finishes the tour championship. She has, you know, that great streak of 17 for 17 in C1X. So, she's, she's on fire putting coming into, this, into the close of the season, right? Now, let's say that her season continued after the tour championship. Okay. Let's also say, as her season continues, but nobody else's season continues, that she just goes on this insanely horrible streak of missed putts. So she's just racking up circle two putting attempts, and she's just missing all of them. Okay. The question I would like you to guess... Oh, I is like this. <laughs> how many missed putts could we stack on to the end of Owen's 2022 season before her 2022 season would no longer be the highest circle two percentage of all time? Okay. I, I really like this question. So I think you said she had a little over 300 attempts, and I thought she made exactly 100 of them. Yes, 100 makes and 327 attempts all right so i'm I'm gonna just do it the the quick math way so that's like one in three so for her for her to get one in five she would have to keep her same number of makes and miss oh don't like, even do the math just old, give me almost like, 200 more almost 200 200 <laughs> okay so if someone misses like 20 consecutive circle two putts, right? That's like 7% of their total, maybe like right. five to 7% of their total. I mean, that's, that's a lot of that. That's a huge hit to your circle two putting percentage for the season. Right. Right. Uh, once you get to like 40 or 50 consecutive missed putts, now you're talking about adding what 50 out of 300 is like one out of six 
right call it like 15 to 20 percent more putts that are just all misses right Mm -hmm. well that still wouldn't be enough she would have to miss 151 consecutive circle two putts before she no longer had the best circle two putting percentage of all time. She could miss 150 in a row and still be and, the best circle two putter. And still be the time. best circle two putter of all time. So she went 100 for 327. She could have gone 100 for 477 and still had the best putting season of all time. Crazy. Yeah. Could you, like, okay, as another way to look at that, 151 circle two attempts. How many circle two attempts do you think you have in a round? Like four? I was going to say five, yeah. Yeah, so some of the best circle two putting putting performances that we looked at for a single round were players going like eight for nine, nine for ten. Those were... MPO seasons that I'm thinking of, but I, I don't see any reason that the number of attempts should really be any different. No. Um, going nine for 10 from circle two and around is crazy, not just because you're making nine of 10, but just because you had 10 attempts in the first place. Right. Like that's, that, a that's a pretty high number. More commonly, you see like five or six attempts, right? Yep. So let's just say she averages five attempts per round. That's. 30 rounds that she could play. That's 10 three-round tournaments that she could play. 10 extra tournaments where she does not make a single circle two putt. Yep. And she would still have the highest circle two percentage of all time. (laughs) (laughs) Makes no sense. Yeah. I I mean, and that that really underscores it because it shows... Not only was her percentage really high, but it was on a ton of attempts. So it wasn't like there was, you know, she happened to hit a couple and she went 30 out of 100, you know. There was a ton of attempts here. Right, exactly. And of all of the seasons prior to Owen Scoggins' 2022 that were above 20%, the most attempts that any of those seasons had was 358, okay. which is actually more than Owen had this year uh, by 31, right? And despite Owen attempting 31 fewer C1X putts, or sorry, C2 putts than Paige, 31 fewer, she made 36 more of them than Paige did. <laughs> I like I like when, when we we when you put it that way. Right. 31 fewer attempts. So that's like 9% fewer. Yeah. And made 50% more. So just just think about this, right? Own 100 for 327. Page was 74 for 358. And that was the previous mark. That was paid. That was the second best of all time, right? So that was the best of all time with more than 170 attempts. Right. Okay. Was 74 for 358. And she went 100 for 327. <laughs> 
So the attempt numbers there are actually very similar, right? It's 327 compared to 358. So if Own maintained her percentage until she matched Paige's attempts, then Paige would have made 74 in the best season of all time with more than 200 attempts. 74 makes compared to Own would have had 109. It's... Like you said, it's. I mean, I, we knew it was forty six percent, but when you say it that way, that like at the same number of attempts, one hundred and nine versus seventy six, it's like even more obvious how how different these numbers are. Yeah, she could have missed every circle two putt for thirty rounds, thirty <laughs> rounds, and she would still have the record. I don't know. Like, I don't know how she does it. First of all, no, that's a whole other thing. But it, and watching the season live, it was so obvious that like no one had ever done anything like this before, right? Which is why it's very surprising to me that no one has just looked at the numbers and like made it public. Like, wow, look at how good this really was, right? Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Can Innova just make an Owen Scoggins AVR? Like, is. They- they is should. That, is that asking too much? What does she put with? JK Pros, I think? I, I was actually thinking about this earlier this week. I don't know if they're JK Pros, Casey Pros, Yeti Pro. I, I have no idea. I know she's... I remember she was talking... I forget on what. And she was saying that somewhere in this season, she switched back to something she had been previously using. So I think, I oh, think she's, yeah. she's played with it. But for some reason, I thought it was JK Pro AVRs. Yeah, I thought it was... At USDGC, where she like switched back to some putter, and the the commentators, I think Kona and and Paige, were both commenting that she's back to this putter Whatever after putter trying was. something else, right? Yeah. Um, I just distinctly remember her holding these like two yellow putters, and Kona and Paige were like, "Oh, she's back to her old putters," and then she just like couldn't miss. <laughs> um, not that she was missing a whole lot before. No, no, of course not. Yeah, I'm uh, on her her Innova page. I'm not sure how up to date her like little in the bag here is, but it's yeah. it's JK Pro AVRs there. Okay. Uh and on her Udisc live page a lot of times they'll also do like the driver the favorite driver, favorite putter kind of thing. Uh and on her page actually it doesn't have that, so that's extremely inconvenient. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's some flavor of AVR as it is for most Innova pros. Um, dude, like I, nothing against Innova. I don't really carry any Innova. I don't know. The T Bird is great. The Destroyer is great. The Firebird is great. They they have some good stuff, but I just I don't find myself carrying a lot of Innova. Um, I would buy the hell out of some own Scoggins putters. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I I'm I'm the same way, and and maybe it's just because I think there's comparable discs in lesser known or cooler looking manufacturers, but those last year's Own Scoggins Halo Leopard threes were really pretty. Oh, and those were good. That was those tempting. were good. Yeah, I don't but know I, anything about how they flew, but they look good. Yeah, I I have thrown a Leopard three actually, and they're they're pretty good in Champ because they're pretty. St- they're actually like pretty stable for a Leopard 3, but I'm I'm not sure how those Halo Star ones flew. 
yeah, I've heard the champ ones are really good. I- I'm sure a Halo Star is probably not not too much different, but no. Yeah, so if you want to support Owen Scoggins, unfortunately, uh, I don't know of any Owen Scoggins putters out there, but obviously she's got plenty of Tori Series discs out there, so feel free to snatch those up, and maybe, maybe one day I'll be able to get my hands on a uh, 30% Circle 2 Owen Scoggins putter. But today is not that day. I wish it was. Yep. Well, that's really all I got, Joe. I mean, the stats speak pretty loudly from themselves obviously the circle two especially but even the circle one uh i am ready to call this not only the greatest circle one x percentage well the greatest c1x putting season of all time and the greatest circle two putting season of all time but also therefore the greatest dgpt putting season of all time yeah i think let's just start with the fpo qualifier just before we go that far i think i have no reservations saying that it is the best dgpt fpo putting season of all time and i don't think it's particularly close no make the statement sip your water straight face yep no questions asked yeah and i don't think anybody's gonna get their trousers in a tie about anybody claiming that i think maybe the the hotter take is if if we and we should talk about this is you know we we talked about marweed and where he fell all time is is this the best you know understanding the division that the player is coming from is this the best dgpt putting season of all time right so marweed to me uh, setting the record in C1X putting, I would argue, is harder to do than setting it in Circle Two. Uh, and to but she do it, beat it by a lot. I know, but also for Marweed to beat the Circle One record by as much as he did, that was a lot too. Yeah, I mean, sure. you know, it was like two percent compared to Owns ten percent in Circle right. Two. But <laughs> the other factor for me is that Marweed's Circle 2 definitely to me is like a top three Circle 2 season of all time, which is obviously like that is still insane. Um, but for Owen to have the best putting season from Circle 1 and Circle 2 in the same season and have as much of a margin in circle two as she did. I don't know, man. I might, I might give the edge to own here, but it, it is not obvious. Like we really are comparing apples to oranges just with being in different divisions and with their, with each of those players, most impressive things, uh, being, you know, one of them was circle one, one circle two. So you can't even compare that way. Um, it, it is certainly not obvious how to compare these. Uh, at the very least, I do not think one season is like clearly the best putting season over the other. I think I go a little bit in Owen's favor. Yeah, I think I think the jury's gonna stay out on this one. You know, I think we could 
we could probably do a deeper dive into you know standard deviations and percentages but it, it's hard with differing field sizes and, and things like that but i i think we can you know i i think everybody should put their stamp of approval on best fpo circle two putting season all time um i think if you don't put your stamp on that you should throw your stamp away um, yep. and I think it's our responsibility to make that public because yes, and and no we are, we are no going one's to, talking about it. And you've got a really good graphic that you sent to me that I know that you're going to post when this episode airs. We've got um, some graphics, and I know that every time we tag Owen Scoggins in a post, she likes it, she shares yes. it like immediately. Okay. <laughs> yes, and she sent so, us some messages saying how much she she likes our graphics and stuff like that, and we've we've messaged with her. So yep. So we're gonna get this out there. I I think it'll get around. And it's so, not going to surprise anybody. So I think you've got to put your stamp on Circle 2. We are going to put our stamp that this is the best FPO Circle 1X putting performance in the DGPT era. I think I will not put the stamp on saying that this is the best FPO, or sorry, the best FPO or MPO putting performance in the DGPT era. I will, I will personally say that I think that it is. Okay. Sure. I I believe that it is. I think this is a more standout performance than than any any other one MPO or FPO. But I I think that's more opinion based than than anything. Yep, I I agree with you in all fronts on that. Um while I think the own season is a little bit more impressive, like if I had to give the title to one or the other, I I would hand it to own. Uh, I'm not ruling out that I could be convinced of the opposite. Sure. You know, it, it is not obvious. I think that's that's the big takeaway here. No, I think there's arguments in both favors, and, and honestly, we could probably do a whole episode on it. Yep. They were both absolutely mind-bending seasons, and they both happened in the same season. So let's just uh, be lucky to have witnessed both at the same time. <laughs> and, and cross our fingers that next year is even better. Yes. Here's hoping. So that's all we got this week. If you've got strong feelings on uh, the Marweed versus own debate that apparently we're now calling this a debate, feel free to reach out. Let us know what you think. Maybe uh, give us some stats to make your arguments. That's always fun. We like stats. The universal language, right? Stats are just facts they're just yeah. objective objective if i should be present, careful if yeah. you present them nicely yes yes i should be careful how you say that right because it is easy to lie with statistics or easy to be misleading with statistics right and we and we try very hard to make sure that our statistics are presented in a way that's obviously intuitive and easy to understand but is also like objective and doesn't bias towards the result that we're trying to show you know yep and that's so, an art form. Yeah. So whatever your thoughts are on the Owen Scoggins putting season that was, feel free to let us know. We'll gladly, gladly talk some stats with you. But until next time, we're going to hop back to enjoying our off season. Probably uh, a couple episodes here and there, maybe. But overall, I think expect it to be pretty quiet, more or less, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Yep. So... We'll get back to enjoying our off season and until we see you again, maybe it's this off season. Maybe it's, maybe it's not, but either way, peace.